It's a huge shit sandwich and we're all gonna have to take a bite. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother... PS Universe. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong show. It is the Paranoia Playhouse with your boy Red and Proud Dad and Gashes Clay. And tonight we got something a little bit different. Um, instead of mainstream media news or anything like that, we're going to go back in the day to someone that actually reminded us, you know, showed us patterns of how corruption worked in the United States. And I'm talking about the one and only Malcolm X. Now, you got to watch the video. We're going to talk about it afterwards and let the audience hear it first. But um, what do you think about it? Okay, so what I thought about it, um, Malcolm X, you know, spoke of a lot of things uh, that are still... Don't, don't give it the, de the details yet, because the audience ain't heard it yet, but I just want to, you know, I mean, I mean, that, the idea, you know, someone told us, you know, the dangers of the, um, the left liberals and all that shit, but did we listen? You know, that's, that's what I want to find out. Right. I mean, did we, you know... He warned right. us of a lot of stuff, so, but I'm not going to get into all of that. And we will at their clip. We will, we'll get into a big discussion about that. Okay. I just, I'm just going to say he spoke on a lot of good stuff. Right. I mean, I'm, good or bad or indifferent, whatever. I mean, still, it was a message that, I mean, um, and like I said, the, the crazy part is I actually downloaded so much source material, I had to cut it in three parts. So this is only part one. I mean, this would be part one of, you know, who taught you how to hate yourself? And when I heard him say that, and I was like, dude, that's the same shit I've been saying. Wow. So I, I'm not trying to compare myself to being, you know, the great Malcolm X or anything like that. Even Martin Luther King Jr., anybody, or even George Orwell. I'm not comparing myself to be famous like them. But I'm like, I have the same kind of thought frames, you know, sometimes. And I'm like, so I'm not the only one that thinks these things. All right. <laughs> right. Um, and one of my coworkers, um, she kind of thinks along the lines of you, but also uh, has some other thoughts, like, you know, kind of like anti-vaxxer thoughts. Like, she looked up um, this one thing, you know, about the, well, said it's not a vaccine, and said um, that it has something in it, that, that um, whatever COVID-19 um, solution that they gave us, it had some type of, th some type of ingredient called luciferase, and, um, that it was a patent 060606, something like that. That was the mark of the beast. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I remember being a kid, all right, and they told us they were going to implant us with chips. They were going to implant us with barcodes. They were going to do these things to make it more easier for us to spend money, to buy, purchase goods, to trade services. You know, I heard these things, and I always heard people say, well, that's just the mark of the beast and all this and blah, 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 blah. I don't buy into none of that bullshit. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying I don't buy into it. You know, I believe in a right. conspiracy. I look at, you know, patterns. I look at, you know, how dots connect. I look at how things affected us in the past, how they're working the same thing right now. So, yeah, for anybody to come out here and say, well, they're putting in these microchips or they're, you know, causing you to be um, a slave to the devil and this and that. I mean, I, 
I, I don't buy into it. You know, I don't I don't buy into it because you know what the lady even going as went as far as you got a th- went as far as to say that you got a three year life expectancy and you're a transhuman. Oh yeah, now 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 transhumanism and uh, all that that'd be uh, for a different show. But uh, here's an idea tonight. It's about Malcolm X. You know, reminding us, showing us patterns uh, about how corruption actually works in America, and we're going to focus on that. But I do have a suggestion for you though. Um, okay. Now, here's somebody you work with at Kroger, right? Yes. Okay, talk to them and see if they actually would want to come on the show. It would have to be um, uh, about four shows in because we got still got two more episodes of um, right. Malcolm uh, um, 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 you know, talks and everything. But uh, I'd like to get her on the show and get her opinion about it. i like to see what two conspiracy people talk about, you know, at the same time while one person is going, well, that ain't really conspiracy. So, I mean, that, I think that would be a hell of a show. So, I mean, right. see, See if they want to come on and um hang out and have a conversation with us. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Right. But until then, let's go ahead and get this clip going. And um, like I said, this is from 1965. Malcolm X gave a speech in Los Angeles after a shooting um, took place. And he, and he said a lot of things, um, a lot of things. And um, a lot of things caught my attention about what he was talking about. And, I, and I've actually heard him speak in different um, interviews and stuff like that. And I'm like, his message really never never changed. It's always been the same thing. And it wasn't, you know, trying to say kill this person or kill that person. It was like, look who's doing what to you. You know, so let's go ahead and play that real quick. And uh, we'll, we'll come back and have a conversation about that. Is that all right? Yeah, that's good. All right, Paranoia Playhouse. This is Malcolm X from 1965 in Los Angeles giving a speech. A lot of things are said in there. And I mean, I just take a listen and, and remember, you know, these are patterns that are repeating themselves right now. So we'll be right back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and brothers and sisters, in order for you and me to devise some kind of method or strategy to offset some of the events or re- a repetition of the events that have taken place here in Los Angeles recently, we have to go to the root. We have to go to the cause. Dealing with the condition itself is not enough. We have to get to the cause of it all or the root of it all. And it is because of our effort toward getting straight to the root that people oftentimes think we are dealing in hate. The Negro, so-called Negro organizations and, and, uh, and uh, leaders should be given great credit for their failure or refusal to let the white man divide them and use them one against the other during this crisis. As Reverend Welford Wilson pointed out, I think it was eight years ago today that the Supreme Court handed down the desegregation decision. And despite the fact that eight years have gone past, that decision hasn't been implemented yet. I don't have that much faith. I don't have that much confidence, I don't have that much patience, and I don't have that much ignorance to... (laughs) 
If the Supreme Court, which is the highest law-making body in the country, can pass a decision that can't get even 8% compliance within eight years because it's for black people, then my patience has run out. Divide and conquer. Divided us. And used us one against the other. But today, thanks to Allah, you can say thanks to God or thanks to Jesus or thanks to Jehovah, whatever you want. But as a follower of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we have been taught to say thanks to Allah. And that's what Jesus said. Jesus called on Allah. He said, Allah, Allah, Lama Asabakhtani. I believe what's, what's good for Jesus is good for you. If Allah was good enough for Jesus to call upon, I think he should be good enough for you to call upon. Since the so-called Negro community has distinct all efforts to divide us, I think that you and I should continue to shock him by seeing and working together in unity. Despite religious, political, economic, or educational, or social differences, let us remember, if you say that you're fed up, if you teach the Negro, people don't even know their own name. Please, please. 20 million black people don't even know their own language. 20 million black people who don't even know the history of their ancestors. That's something to think about. Today, you are coming out of college. You're coming out of the leading universities. You're trying to go in a good direction, but you don't know which direction to go in. And if somebody tries to take you right to the root of your problem, they say that that man's a hate teacher. Pray for those who use you despitefully. Be long-suffering. And how long can you suffer after suffering for 400 years? So I just want to clear up that little point right there. And when you turn on your television tonight, or your radio, or read the newspaper, they're going to tell you in that paper that I was playing on your emotions. Imagine you, a second-class citizen. That's not getting emotional, it's getting intelligent. And as far as your, your mayor is concerned, I see you should say their mayor, a man named Yorty, who has been slandering the Muslims, a professional liar, a professional liar. <laughs> who has mastered the art of using half-truths. Put it in the paper that they broke into our religious uh, place of worship and got records that they can use to prove that most of us have criminal records. Martin Luther King has been to jail. Please. James Farmer has been to jail. Why, you can't name a black man in this country who is sick and tired of the hell that he's catching who hasn't been to jail. Charged him with being seditious. They put Moses in jail. They put Daniel in jail. Why, you haven't got a man of God in the Bible that wasn't put to jail when they started speaking out against exploitation and oppression.
They charged Jesus with sedition. Didn't, didn't they do that? They said he was against Caesar. They said he was discriminating because he told his, his disciples, go not the way of the Gentiles, but rather go to the lost sheep. He discriminated. Don't go near the Gentiles. Go to the lost sheep. Go to the oppressed. Go to the downtrodden. Go to the exploited. Go to the people who don't know who they are, who are lost from the knowledge of themselves, and who are strangers in a land that is not theirs. Go to those people. Go to the slaves. Go to the second-class citizens. Go to the ones who are suffering the brunt of Caesar's brutality. And if Jesus were here in America today, he wouldn't be going to the oppressor. He would be going to the oppressed. He would be going to the humble. He would be going to the lowly. He would be going to the rejected and the despised. He would be going to the so-called American Negro. To, be a, to, have, to have once been a criminal is no disgrace. To remain a criminal is the disgrace. I, I formerly was a criminal. I formerly was in prison. I'm not ashamed of that. You never can use that over my head. And that he's using the wrong stick. I don't feel that stick. <laughs> I went to prison because I believed in men like Sam Yardy. I went to prison because I trusted men like Sam Yardy. I went to prison following the philosophy of men like Sam Yardy. But since I've been following the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I have been reformed, and that's more, please. That's more than Sam Yorty and Chief Parker and all these other white politicians have been able to do with the inmates in the prisons of this state. They should give Mr. Muhammad credit. They should give Mr. Muhammad credit for reforming and rehabilitating men whom they have failed to reform and rehabilitate. referred to the, some press report that Mr. Muhammad had once been found guilty of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. He failed to explain purposely that in 1934, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad refused to send his children to the white schools in Detroit, Michigan that were teaching you about little black Sambo. That's the, that's the, that's the minor that he contributed to the delinquency of. You see, this vicious fork tongue has been able to take lies and make you turn against those who want to help you and make others turn against you. This is the contributing to the delinquency of a minor that this mayor, or man who calls himself mayor, is talking about. In the same article, he said that the Muslims are the same people who rioted in the United Nations. Someone should pull his coat and let him know that at the present moment there are six million dollars worth of suits le leveled against two of New York's leading newspapers for making the mistake of charging the Muslims as being involved in those United Nations riots. We were not involved. And if this fork-tongued man who calls himself your mayor had taken the time to find that out, he wouldn't be walking into the trap that he's letting his ignorance lead him into. 
And if you take, if you would take the time to read Washington Post that came out the Sunday after that incident took place, the Washington Post pointed out on the front page that the Muslims had nothing to do with the UN riots. And they quoted, in saying so, uh, the, the person who was at that time the commissioner of police in New York City. See, it's lies spread about the Muslims to try and make you afraid of the Muslims or to try and make you think that the Muslims were a criminal element, uh, uh, an uncouth element in things that you would not like to be associated with. Also, they say that, they, I'm just clearing these things up and then we're going to get into what happened. They also say that uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was a draft dodger. No, he wasn't. He just refused to go to the army because he was a man of peace. He was a minister of a religion of peace. He was teaching peace. So he outright refused to go to the army. That's not draft dodging. That's intelligence. The press, the radio, the television, and the newspapers are stamped against Negroes. But we all accept those whom he has appointed to high positions. The controlled press inflames the white public against Negroes to paint the Negro community as a criminal element, to make the white public think that 90% or 99% of the Negroes in the Negro community are criminals. And once the white public is convinced that most of the Negro community is a criminal element, then this automatically paves the way to move into the Negro community exercising Gestapo tactics, whether he is guilty or whether he is innocent, whether he is well-dressed or whether he is poorly dressed, whether he is educated or whether he is dumb, whether he's a Christian or whether he's a Muslim, as long as he is black and a member of the Negro community, that the so-called Negro community is a criminal element, they can go in and question unarmed, innocent Negroes, and the white public is gullible enough to back them up. Who taught you, please, who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? You should ask who yourself who taught you to hate being what God gave you. We teach you to love the hair that God gave you. We don't steal, we don't gamble, we don't lie, and we don't cheat. And that also deprives the government of revenue. <laughs> because you can't get into a whiskey bottle without getting past the government seal. You can't open a deck of cards without getting past the government seal. There's a white man makes the whiskey and then puts you in jail for getting drunk.
He sells you the cards and the dice and puts you in jail when he gets you to use them. So he's against us because we fix it where he can't catch you anymore. We take the dice out of your hands and the cards out of your hands and the whiskey out of your head. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect our women and to protect our women. We respect them, but we want them to respect us. We think that the law should respect the Negro community. The law should protect the Negro community. The law should approach the Negro community with intelligence if it expects the Negro community to react intelligently. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to always avoid anything that smacks of disrespect for the law. And if the police department tells the truth, they will have to admit that they have never had any uh, experiences with Muslims that have ever been anything other than honorable unless they themselves come at us in a dishonorable way. We feel, we have confidence that the white public and the black public, if they hear our case, will never be fooled by this phony setup that's stacked from the top all the way down. But a Negro is suspect because the press makes you suspect. Let me tell you something, and I'll tell you why you say we hate white people. We don't hate anybody. We love our own people so much, they think we hate the ones who are inflicting injustice against them. <laughs> Allah Akbar. What does that mean? It means that God is the greatest. It means that God is the greatest. And I, for one, as a Muslim, believe that the white man is intelligent enough if he were made to realize how black people really feel and how fed up we are without that old compromising sweet talk. You have to know this to understand us. We don't think any odds are against us. We don't fight a battle like the odds are against us. Why, the whole dark world today is in unity. But they got a solid, united voice and their unity alone is sufficient to drive the oppressor and exploiter of their people out of their own country. You and I need to learn a lesson from that right there. The, uh, in the UN, the dark world consists of Buddhists, Hindus, Shintoists, Taoists, Christians, Muslims, everything. But they're together. They forget their religious and political differences. They think as one. They move as one against a common enemy. All over this earth, dark people who have been oppressed and exploited by those who are not their own kind, strangers, are coming together to get the oppressor off their back. You and I learn a lesson from that. We are oppressed. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation uh, away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. All right, Paranoid Playhouse, that right there, like I tell everybody in the world, just because you're paranoid does not mean they are not out to get you. And that, that's 
that's case point right there. I mean, this entire thing, like I said, it was a speech given by Malcolm X um, after a shooting that took place in 1965. And the thing, a lot of things that I picked up on is he tried to warn the black community, you know, about the um, liberal left politicians and the corruption of the news media, you know, the police force. I mean, the whole nine yards. And it was plain as day. And, and, I, and I see a lot of the same things happening right now. Uh, I see the same game, but they changed they change the rules. Instead of putting a fear into everybody to uh, make you um, be a um, servant or slave to their, their cause, they're trying to give you the um, despair. Well, I guess it's still fear, but I guess it's despair. Like, oh, you, um, you're being oppressed. Yeah, but who are we being oppressed by? Oh, somebody else. No, it's the oppressors calling the oppressed or the oppressors calling the oppressed um, somebody else, you know. But I, I honestly believe that the Democratic Party, or at least the liberals, are trying to use their power to keep a lot of people down in this world. And they're using that same propaganda of, well, you can't trust them because we take care of you. No, you don't. You don't take care of a damn thing. If you took care of people in these communities, we would not be in poverty. We would not have, you know, um, low-income families. We would not have these, you know, things like we would not have these things if you actually truly cared about the people, you know. But that goes for right. both sides. That goes for both sides of the um, the the coin, you know. Yeah. Um, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. No, but I was going to say this. Go ahead. Also, what I got, what I got out of it, you know, um, basically what he was, um, what he, what he was talking about. He he, he did talk about some good stuff. And I'm going to go right along the piggyback along the same lines that you're talking about. Um. He he talked. He didn't he didn't mention this, but I'm gonna add this in there. You know about the whole thing with the whole uh, welfare and food stamps. How originally, you know, that was be for the um well geared towards us, but like they would send the black man off to war and then tell the black woman to lock her door, right? Right. So change the locks or however that went that way. So when he came back home from war and he noticed the locks changed, you know. Uh, the woman would be like, I can't have you here no more. You know what I mean? Uh, is that a whole totally different thing? Because they'll lose their funding. They'll lose their uh, benefits. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know all about that because, I mean, yeah, I know that affects a lot, a lot of the uh, minority communities. And you know what? I, 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 get so, I get so frustrated myself by spitting the same narrative as minority community because I'm, I'm a firm believer that if I look at the American census, the populace of the black people in America right now outnumber anybody else. So, so how we're can a majority. They, so how can they be a how can they be a minority? But the only minority in the eyes of the politicians and the news media. You know, but I'm like, if the people themselves outnumber somebody else, how are they the minority? Because like right. I said like I said it's about the um class system. It's about the e economy, you know, the income stature, you know. If you have so much money, you know, on the bottom of the food chain, then you are you're a minority because the majority of the people are the ones with the money, you know. Oh, and, yeah. and oh, you mentioned that also put them in categories green and paisley. Like I said, the green people make the rules and they try to make the rules for you different from themselves, and at the same time try to convince you that someone is trying to harm you while it's them themselves harming you, you know. But I, I but I but I like but I, I don't try to you know spread that fear of propaganda but i'm like if you just look at the patterns you know so i even like thought it was funny that how he mentioned um the mayor yorty and i went to go i had never you know heard these things so i went to look at what he did 
Now it's funny. Mayor Yorty was a um, white mayor. He was racist. Um, he believed in all, um, you know, keep the black man down the whole nine yards. But now he ran his entire political career as a Democrat. Then he okay. actually got beat up, beat out by another Democrat, and it pissed him off and tried to run as a Republican. But then the Republicans were like, no, we don't want your ideology, you know, in our party. Right. So that that fell through. Then he became a radio host. <laughs> So, I mean, think, think about that. You know, I mean, you spend your entire life as a left, um, a leftist, um, liberal politician with, right. you know, racist ideas. Then the next thing you know, you become a news media personality. <laughs> I'm like, there, there's, there's patterns there, you know, but, right. um, and, uh, I, I, Malcolm X did say to himself, I can't, I can't remember the quote though. He says that the, you know, the white, the white news media, um, does certain things except he gives certain power to certain black people you know and i, and right. I see a lot of that no i see a lot of the left media they got um there's certain black people that have you know they're giving them certain power to spread their narrative because if they figure that a black person here to come from a black person they're gonna believe it and i that's the only right. thing i want you to do it's like you can believe whatever you want to believe i just hope that you can see read between the lines that hey wait a minute somebody is bullshitting here you know that's the whole thing but when i heard the message of you know who taught you how to hate yourself? That, right. But that, I, I take that as a um, that should be a universal message. But mm, I do understand. Yep. But I do understand the idea. It was constructed, you know, for the black community because you know the media sold you the idea. You need to get um, your hair done. You need to go look this way, dress this way, act that way. You know, oh, you have the to do perms. I, I, I always used to see, you know, you know, the perms you see in a store, like the perms for kids, go just for me. And then you got all these different palm brands, you know, right. that is, that also conditioned us to like, you know, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have to, we, we had to wear our hair a certain way. You know, that can, that conditioned a lot of the women, you know, like, oh, let me get a, let me put a perm in my hair. When little did you know, the perm, the main ingredient that they, that, you know, they have in the perm is, is, um, lye soap, which can burn your hair out. I knew I knew that even when I was a kid because I was around you know my 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 culture my community was you know the black community because I was raised that way for thirteen years so I seen you know a lot of them have that same conversation but I mean but the idea is like who taught you how to hate yourself was it the politicians saying that you know you're no good basically you know, you think about Jim Crow segregation I mean that uh -huh. was straight that was a straight Democratic Party. Jim Crow and segregation was all Democratic Party. The Klan was formed by the Democratic Party. You know, I mean, that's that's all Democratic leftist ideology. And right. I, anybody see past that, I, I don't know. But I, what I'm saying, when I see anybody, I'm, I'm thinking more media than actual common folks. I don't believe in my heart that common folks actually believe the bullshit. Because I've, I've been around the world. I've seen, not around, I've been around America. And I've talked to a lot of people like come across a lot of conversations i think it's just the news media is still trying to spread the bullshit um to get you to believe that but i don't think anybody really believes it but i wonder why they believe it you know what's making them believe that to have someone feel like they need to hate themselves in order to um you know be a better person no no right rise up rise up beyond that like you know what it, what it, what's the common phrase you know pull you up by your bootstraps you know yeah but, the but big then boys again hand. also that could be you know, to some of us, that can be seen as a racist term as well. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. See, I, I, I heard something last night, and I'm going to hold it for next week. 
but uh, um, what was it? Um, it was the new Dave Chappelle stand-up um, closer, and how the um, trans community was putting him down, and they were talking about um, stop punching down. And I heard the phrase a couple times, punching down, like. So I, I I need to go research what it actually means and the certain terminologies and all that stuff. But I'm like, I, I'm I'm hearing a lot of the same um, narrative and and rhetoric as you know. Well, everybody needs to be included. Everybody needs to be this and that. And I'm like, but I you know myself, I don't believe in full inclusion because I don't believe everybody should be included. You know. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, I also kind of stand along those lines too because like you said, everybody should be included. Might as well say. You're saying it's okay for the KKK to go around here with the tiki torches and the and their little um, white right. white suits and white mask on and protest and you know Jews are uh, protest whatever they're saying Jews are not a part of us or whatever they're saying. Right. So yeah, I mean, but so they're they're I mean they were they were you know trying to call something like even when I hear the word transphobic and I'm like. Actually, nobody's afraid of, of people being, you know, transgender or multi-gender or what, bi- whatever y'all want to use nowadays. Dude, I'm, I'm all binary. about it. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all about it. But I'm saying you cannot take away my right to believe how I grew up. You know, I believe in right. one, one sex or two sex, man, woman, sex, that's it, you know. Yeah, I mean, things can be done. Um, scientifically, medically, you know, stuff like that. Things can be changed around. You can have a different emotional feeling. You can have a different um, physical feeling. You can change. I mean, I, I, I get all that. But don't right. take away, don't take away, you know, my understanding of, you know, what I believe in. You know, I'm not taking away any, what anybody believes, but the word transphobic, I think it's stupid. Um, mm-hmm. because it means that people are actually having fear of transgender. I don't think anybody in this world actually fears transgender. I think the fear comes from the end within themselves. You know, I think when, okay, even like um, simple hate, simple um, racist hate, you know, why do white people, you know, fear or hate black people? Because they fear themselves, you know? Right. For some, they fear them, they hate themselves and they project that fear on another culture because they're being told to. But now, okay, we're like, we're not- I'm going to bring up the big B word that's been going around for years. What's that? Bullying. Oh, yeah. See, now, there, okay, there you go. So, I mean, I mean, if we want, okay, now that's a, that's a whole other story right there. But you are so correct. But if we want to take away or have zero tolerance for bullying, that should go for everybody. Right. You know, but I'm saying, okay, here's an example. I saw this video. It was a... um. Sonic's drive-in, you know, food store or whatever, and right. this this trans person, it's a man who wants to be a woman, okay, and I, I support that, but he gave them his credit, her her credit card, and it said his name, his real name, Dennis, on there. So when they asked the, you know, they said, "Here's your order, Dennis." He got offended and started calling everybody discriminatory and racist and you know transphobic, and I'm like, no. They're reading the name on the credit card. That's all they did. They didn't assume yeah, anything. And, and, and that's all your fault. Um, um, I don't know what to say, sir, ma'am, or whatever, but that's all your fault because you, you didn't like, get your name on your credit card changed to whatever right. name you want to be called. So you can't call a person transphobic or racist or whatever just because they called you by whatever name it was on your credit card. Right, and so they made a little video. They were filming the guy the whole time, you know, and they had had a little title on there, transphobic, you know, um, restaurant manager, blah blah blah. And I'm like, that's just it's it's silly to me 
because ain't nobody really afraid of transgender people. So that's the no. idea. Now, I, but I know there are people that don't agree with their lifestyle, but that's something they got to figure out. Okay. Now, my they, former co-worker, I was going to say this like, my former co-worker, Averly, when I worked out in Middletown, I knew, I knew she was, um, a trend. Well, I don't want to say tranny because I don't want to tell. I heard that's a bad word now. I heard tranny was a bad word now. I'm like, but it was acceptable for so long. I, but I understand that it's supposed to be a bad word now. So it's, it's funny about. She was in transition. Let me put it that way. I right, knew it, she was in transition to becoming a woman, had gotten a, had uh, taken a female hormone medicine and whatever else she needed done. She just hadn't, you know, had the full surgery to get switched over. Well, this right. was five years ago, you know. Right. But well, I knew she was in transition. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to say it to make it sound better, so I don't, so I don't upset the crowd of whoever listens to the paranormal play. I don't want to upset nobody, you know. I sort of thing. I don't like to hold back the, um, the, um, the stereotype that I need to apologize for the way I think or the way I say things because I talk the way I talk because I've been around for a very long time. I don't hold it against anybody if they want to be different. You know, right, I don't get right. anybody if they want to think a certain way or be a certain I encourage those things. I, you know, everybody who listened to PS Universe for the past three years, y'all know I encourage those things. But I also right. urge you at the same time to respect me for being ignorant, being, you know, loud mouthy, being, you know, flagrant with my curse words. Because right, that's, right. that's who I am. That's who I who I identify as. I identify as a human jackass. You know, I am an asshole. But that doesn't right. mean I don't care. I'm a very compassionate person. Right. I, I believe that people need to go do what they got to do. But for somebody to um, get mad at somebody else and say, oh, well, they got the pronoun wrong. They're transphobic. No, that's just taking it a little bit too far. Now, if there are people right. out there who are, are actually harming other people because of their... Um, preferences, whatever. Like, yes, then we can call, call them out. I have no problem with that whatsoever. All right. right. Uh, I see a regular white people walking down the street. I'm not going to call them, you know, racist or clan. But if I see a dude wearing a white sheet and a pointy hood, you motherfucking right. I'll be like, hey, you're an asshole. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're fucked up. Your your ideology is fucked up. I don't. I think you need. I ain't gonna say you need to die, but I think you're a wasted piece of shit. You need to go back and retrain yourself. You yeah, know, I think, I think you know. To me, I don't. Okay, so, so to me, I don't want to say I don't think they need to die. I think then you know, I think, I think they need their to ways need to die, and they need to go find some type of way to get reborn and get relearn how to deal with society versus looking at one person. You know, just because of their skin color, think they're different. No, we all bleed the same. And now, if they could, you know, relearn, re relearn how to think, you know, and get and get rid of that basic ideological thinking, and actually learn how to look at us, all of us as humans, no matter what skin color we are, then you know. It would be it would be a better world, but then you can't you can't teach you know closed minded people how to um, how to open their mind. You know well, you I, can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. I take it one step further. You say rethinking. I, I think we need to refill because I say yeah. I think I, I believe a lot of this um, fear of different people comes from hatred hatred of our of our own self. 
our right. own insecurities, our own, you know, things that we have inside of us, and we project those on somebody. I, I, I believe now I know a lot of his training also, because you know, parents with that that fear, that hate, that already I already have the hate, will train their kids to do those things. Now the yeah. kids don't better; they're just being learned what they're being taught. So yeah, I mean, retrain. Not saying retrain thinking, but I'm redirecting the thinking. You yeah, know, read, 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 redirect the thinking away from that type of stuff. Now, right. now, as a child of a parent that's racist, that was, you know, that's harder to I'm, break. I'm, I'm, I'm not a child of that, but I'm saying like, if there was, if I knew somebody that was a child of a parent that was racist, you know, I would pray that that child would turn from those ways and find some type of way to um, actually, you know what I mean. Oh, I know. Find I, out, I, I find I, out. Go explore the world and find out how many different people there are versus being all closed-minded and be like, oh well, my 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 parents taught me that my race is always going to be superior to other races. No, don't do that. That's bullshit. The only way you're superior is you fed the money. Because a lot of these um, poor white trash people, you know, like I know a lot of these white people out there are living living in poverty and living in ghettos and all that. They don't have any right. money. They don't think that way. All they think is, how can I make a you know money to feed my family? You I know, that's a dollar out of fifteen cent. If you know, if you want a Godway hood turn with me, I know there's also you know these um, people out there that live you know in their communities and they want to keep it white. You know, they want to keep it, you know, don't mix the races and all that shit and this and that. I like, but you're missing out on so much beauty. I mean, yeah. I, 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 honest, 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 is a heart attack right there. If you don't um, and, uh, engage with other people other than yourself, you're missing out on a lot of different beauty. Yeah, now, there's some negative. Out on how many there. different cultures you can learn from. There's so many different cultures <laughs> in America. And America's a melting pot, I'm telling you. I can almost guarantee you that one clan dude that will that will turn down a fucking Chinese buffet. Guarantee you that they're like, oh, I can't stand anybody that's not white, but I'm going to Chinese food. You know, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> Shut up. Right, right. I mean, like, go, get on out of here. If you can get along with what they call, I don't want to, what they call a Chinaman, then you can get along with us. You can get along with um person that's of Indonesian, Afghan, or Haitian, or whatever descent that they come from, you know? You like Chinese food, learn how to learn, you like Chinese food, you like dealing with Chinese people, then why can't you deal with us? What's the big problem with us? Is it our skin? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just asking that for no, the first I, I, I'm with you on that. Like I said, I believe it's a lot of their hate in their hearts, you know, because they hate themselves. Or they're afraid of something, their own insecurity, so they project it on somebody else. Yeah, now, and that's why I mentioned bullying earlier, because like the same thing that they do, the same thing that they're doing now, or not did back then, and whatever they're doing now is like a form of bullying, you know. Oh, oh I know, but um, like I say, I, I fully believe that there are people in this world that have those thought patterns, that have the ideology, but I don't think they're a threat to um our culture except for the ones that are in charge. And, right. I, and, I, and it goes back to, the, um, like I said, Big Tech, Big Brother, and Big Pharma. You know, I, I think those three right there are the ones that are, you know, telling us, you know, who is evil, who is good. And, that, and that's where it comes from. So, but, I, but, I, but the whole idea of, you know, who taught you how to hate yourself? I mean, did we always, okay, let's go back to, um, you know, just, Keep it in one de demographic, which is the African-American community, 
Afro-Americans, the black people, you know, the whole nine yards. Right. What time where, you know, we loved each other or we loved ourselves. Yeah, there was. There was. There was a long, it was a long history of, you know, love for ourselves. That's where we fought for civil rights. We fought for the right to be free. Uh-huh. We fought for the right to be equal. We fought for the right for all these things because we loved Yeah, our- that's where you get, like, people. Rosa Parks loved herself. Martin Luther King loved himself. Malcolm X loved himself. Um, um, who else? I want to say Harriet Tubman loved herself and loved, you know, and, and, you know, loved the color of her skin and didn't want to see her people, you know, suffer at the hands of, um, slave owners here in America anymore, which is why she started the uh, Underground Railroad Project. Right. Oh, I learned something the other, um, today also. There was a, um, up in New York, um, can't remember where it was, or it might have been Carolina. So I, it might have been in Carolina, New York. Um, I'm pretty sure you might know this story, but he was a slave. His master freed him and gave him a plot of land. So he farmed his own land, became very successful at it, and decided to buy slaves because that was the, the construct of the time. That's what people did to be successful. They owned slaves. So right. I can't imagine that a former slave would actually want to own slaves, you know. I mean, but I, I but so um, I, but I see. But the idea is like, you know, and I, the, I, the message of who taught you how to hate yourself is that is, should that be a universal message or should it be only for one demographic? And I think it's should universal. be a universal message because you know it ain't just you know how can I put this? It, it's it's got some people. Okay, you know I believe that well, should be a universal message. Let me get my thoughts together on this. Okay. It shouldn't just be about us as black folk, you know. It should be about people of other races, too, that, you know, hate themselves. Because, like, you look at Sammy Sosa, even though he Dominican. was dark skinned, he's was, he was Dominican, and uh, Sammy Sosa uh, tried bleaching his skin just because he hated the color of his skin. Or you look at the rapper, um, um, well, well, I, well, I've heard the rumor. I don't want to put that out there. It might be just a rumor, but, um, I mean, let, me, let me stop myself right there. I almost said Lil' Kim, I think, did something similar bleached her skin because she hated herself or something like that. Go with the main one, Michael Jackson. Michael, well, no. No, I'm okay. saying, but he, he bleached, but I'm saying, he took his entire skin and turned it white and also reconstructed his um, bone structure to look but like here, a white. But here, here, here's, my, here's my thing on that, you know. All right. It came out later on in 1983 that he had vitiligo. Okay, so the medical condition. Yeah, he had a medical condition. Yeah, that's why I was trying to stop you right there. And when he wasn't bleaching his skin, he had a medical condition called vitiligo. And then, yeah. and then, um, yeah, he, I guess he, I guess for him um, reconstructing his um, facial structure is because of the fact that from what I hear, he didn't want to look anything like his, um, like his overbearing father, Joseph Jackson. <laughs> I beat y'all in the richness, y'all didn't thank me. I heard a comedian say that one time. Yeah. <laughs> one time that Joe Jackson never got thanked by his kids. I beat y'all in the richness and y'all didn't thank me one time. I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's a bold statement right there. You know? Yeah, I mean, Joe Jackson, I've seen, seen the Jackson yeah. movie, he was very overbearing. Oh, I know what I'm saying, but I whipped y'all so much, y'all became rich, but nobody thanked me. I'm like, that's a bold statement right there. Yeah, you know, it that's is. A statement. So yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's a, that's a bold statement. But in the, like I said, but um, 
the stuff we got, we got two more parts coming up to Malcolm X story. But I'll say, but I, when I heard this, I mean, I heard a lot of things. And, you know, the message that he, uh, that, like, uh, like I'm talking about, um, the woman is the most um, person that should be looked after, protected, you know. Right. But I think that, I say, I say, I think that should go for all women, and that includes trans women. That becomes anybody who wants to do whatever, because um, they, they, and like I said, this, this is the whole battle we have right now over, you know, the um, gender ideology. Because right, I mean, right. like I said, I, I'm a firm believer women can give birth. I, I've heard people say it that men can give birth, get pregnant. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know, scientific. Uh, I have something on that. You know, we had the first pregnant man years ago. Oh no, no. I, I understand that in science it can happen. You can actually take things and make those happen. But an ordinary average man, all right, cannot do those things. You would have to go to a doctor and to a scientist and have your body genetically altered. Yeah. You would. If you just a regular dude walking down the street, you're not going to get pregnant. No, nah, you're not. No, nah, you're right you about that. The ovaries. You don't have the cervix. Now, right. I understand possible. It is very possible through scientific changes for that to happen. I understand right. that. But if you're born out of the womb, you're born a man, you cannot get pregnant unless someone helps you along the way to do those things. Right. You know? um, no. I'll, so I'll, I'll, but, I've always said, but I've always said that the woman should be put on the pedestal anyway. You know, right. I'm, I'm a believer in that. Now, especially, you know, I was going to say, especially the black woman. And um, I was going to say this to all African-American females uh, or I say black American females might as well say, wear your hair naturally. Your hair. Your uh oh. I think we got cut off. I think Rob shut off for a second. Oh, hold on. Oh, you, yeah, you shut off, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, hold on, I'm still here, yeah, Sorry about totally. that. My phone went black, but, um, I was gonna say, back to what I was saying, for all my natural, all my, all my black females, all my black queens out there, don't put no perm in your hair, wear your hair natural, you were born with that natural hair for a reason. But now, at the same time, though, you gotta give them the opportunity to, um, express themselves, um, but they have to do it for themselves, not because someone, you know, told them to be this way in order to be part of this system, you know, not because someone told you you need to wear these products or buy these things or do these things to become part of this system. You know, do right. it because you make it make you feel better. Like, right. you know, I understand there are enhancements out there for, you know, shoes for lifting the butts. There's bras for lifting the boobies up. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I or know. Either, or either, you know, all these uh, tracks and like all this Brazilian hair, you can buy to add hair extensions and all of that. But they should do those things because they want to, not because someone makes them feel like they're less than, less than, um, less than um, human. Right. I, I believe anybody has the opportunity to, you know, be themselves, but not everybody likes themselves as they are. So they want to improve themselves. I, I get that. I understand that concept. But right. when you see somebody that, you know, um, is keeping themselves natural, you know, that, that's on them. That's on them for doing those things. They understand that they're natural, even if they're ugly. Like me, I'm, I'm a naturally ugly person, but I think I'm beautiful at the same time because I keep myself, you know, natural. Now, I yeah, have gone down. Um, I have gone down remember this but I have, Go ahead. Remember this saying, beauty is, the, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. They say they say beauty is skin deep, but you know what? 
ugly goes straight to the fucking bone. Yeah, you know, yeah, but um, I think I, I'm gonna say that. Go ahead. I'm talking about the ugly. I'm talking about the mental thinking. I ain't talking about the actual right. physical. Right, right, uh, yeah. Because like those words, like ugly, calling somebody ugly, or saying that they're you know not per- saying that they're less than perfect, or saying they're never going to amount to anything, you know, that hurts a person mentally. Oh, it does. It, and it, man, I, I, see, that's what I'm saying. But um. Can we find a way, you know, to look at, you know, who is telling us to hate ourselves and how do we get beyond that? You know, that's right. That, that's something I want to share this week is, you know, because um, I've, I've gone down it my entire life. You know, I've gone down the rejection, um, left out, the outcast, um, the forgotten, you know, the whole nine yards. But it had a lot to do was, you know, my own inner um, self hatred you know my own uh whatever you want to call it. i blamed everybody else except for looking at you know the root cause like you know malcolm x says you gotta look at the root cause yeah yep. we can blame we can blame politicians we can blame the banking system we can blame the police we can blame all these people but until we actually look inwards and see what the root cause is you know that's that's something that i mean, I, I want people to try to focus on is looking at root cause yeah i'm yeah. not saying now, people in this world that have hate in their hearts and express it on a daily basis. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, they're never really not a threat because you see them. Now, I'm going to say this, so the root cause of the problem could be you. And, you could but be like, a problem. But, but now the only problem is, is trying to figure out why you hate yourself. You know, I think there should be a universe why you hate yourself, you know. Right. And who taught you those things to hate yourself? Who taught you how to feel less than less than human who yeah, taught you how somebody to else um, say some of those things to you like was it something you saw on tv or was it like a person bullying you or is it you got that or is it you got that one parent in your life that's saying you ain't never gonna amount to nothing or right. you got that go, one go, parent go, in your go, life that's saying those things so you know what i mean what, what it does it be the, yeah it goes up the chain but i think a lot of it starts you know i think instead of starting at the bottom it starts at the top I think it started at the top with someone that has that think they have power because they have that money. They they can control how we think and how we feel, right. and they express those things and make you believe that way. So it's right. up to us, up to us as an individual and as a collective community to go. You know what? I'm tired of listening to you. Put me down. I'm I'm me. I'm a fucking human being. I am somebody. You know, even though I might not have what you have, I am ourselves. You know. I, I am somebody. So, I mean, like a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these politicians, a lot of news media, uh, they got they, I want them to stop trying to promote those messages. If they put that, like I said, if they, we said this on PSU, got this. If they put that same energy into promoting positivity, I think things could change. But right. they got to be the one, they got to be willing, they got to be willing to help out instead of hinder. Right. But, there's no money in that. That's the see. There's the bad thing. There ain't no money in trying to help people. See, that's that. That's that's the that's the the heartbreaker. There is no um, money to be made to help people. Yeah, and I've seen that. I, I've heard that plenty of times. You know, um, no, I, I've not seen it. But I've heard it plenty of times. Like um, in Darman's video, that's a that's a guy. Look him up. A guy named Darman who shares these different life lessons. Right. Right. And in a couple of his videos, 
some of the actors, you know, that the that portray these people, be like you said, you'll never get ahead by helping others. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, huh. it's just like if it didn't, you know, at the end of the video, it always turns out, you know, that that person ends up getting a promotion or getting that getting the job that they wanted or whatever they was trying to do. Uh, karma ends up coming back to bite the other person that said those things. And he'd be like, so you see, this is blah, 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 why you shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? There's a guy named Darman that talks about a lot of good stuff. He, he makes a lot of good videos and, you know, without him talking to himself, the actors that he has portrayed in different situations speaks on a lot of good things. You should look him up. It's right. spelled D-H-A-R-M-A-N-N. Got you. I got you. Yeah. See me a link and I go check that out. But um, we're going to be getting out here pretty soon. But um, like I said, I, like I, this week I want people to focus on, you know, basically, you know, if you feel that you are less than, you know, something, you know, because someone made you feel that way, look, uh, look upon um, changing it for yourself. Not because someone told you to or made you feel, because even if they did put you in a... You saw on TV. Right, but I, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. And when I say I'm generalizing, because I'm saying anything out there that's an influence, such as policy or politics, news media, social media, those are the influences right now. Those are the main influences on how to get people to think, how to get people to feel. So we can right. like, look past that and go. I need to start looking at these things for myself, not let people tell me how to think, how to feel. And then if I do hate myself, I need to figure out why I hate myself. You know, then I can figure out how to build myself better and, you know, pay it forward. You know, that's that's the only thing I can think. You know, change the change the world one thought at a time. Right. You know. But otherwise, otherwise, we're, not, we're gonna get out of here. Um, you got anything else for the folks before we leave? Mm, no, I don't said all I needed to say. You know, I feel like I got a lot of you know, said a lot of good things, you know. If I cut you off, I'm sorry, you know, but no, 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 no we're good. That's why it's all about having a conversation. Okay. That's why. Yeah. So I feel like I said a lot of good things. I said all I needed to say. You know, brought up some situations. You know, like try to add into the conversation and try to take you know take a piece, bits and pieces from what I learned from who taught you to hate yourself. I hope I stayed right on with the type of topic. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Well, here now here's the catch twenty two though, because I mean for the past three years it's always been the same thing. We'll do a show. And get done. It's like, oh, and I go listen to I go listen to the playback during the editing. I'm like, well, why did I mention that part there? And I should have said something else. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'll mention it next week. Then I forget all about it. So it's gonna happen tonight. I'll sit down and I'll edit this episode. And I'm like, I did have one thing to say and I forgot what it was. But I mean, honestly, if you want to keep it, you know, keep it real. Like I say, not everybody is going to accept you for who you are. But you gotta right. accept you. You gotta accept you. That's yeah. where it's gonna start. Where it's gonna start at. You gotta accept you. Now, for those people, that, right? It starts with you. Now, all this bickering and and bashing we got going on against each other because of ideology, we got to figure those things out. But same time, not everybody is afraid of everybody. They're mostly afraid of themselves. And we gotta we gotta look individually to figure those things out. But as a community. We got to start looking at the people, the powers that be to give us our thoughts, our, our emotions. Yeah, our, and, you know, I've, I've always heard this in churches. Like a lot of pastors say this, you know, um, you got sometimes you got to get your own house in order. And as a um, 
there's a saying somewhere in the Holy Bible that says, uh, matter of fact, it's a commandment out there that says, ye without sin shall not cast the first stone, you know? Oh, I, I told that. Now, I myself, I, I love theosophy. I love the idea of uh, theology. I love the idea of uh, anything philosophy. So when I come across anybody that spouts religious rhetoric, I mean, like a, like a Bible thumper, I'll throw it back at them. I'm like, hey, you're not allowed to judge me. Your book says so, you know. So I thought it back. This is your rule, not mine. Y'all, y'all made the rules up. You can't judge me. That's your rule, but you do it anyway. So I throw it back at them, you know. Well, no, no, but listen, I was gonna, I was gonna say this. Also, this is not biblical, but this is actually um, something. Uh, oh, oh, saying I know you know about this. Never does the book by its cover, and you know, Darman said the same thing in a similar order. Yeah, see, I don't I don't agree with that. I wholeheartedly don't agree with that. And I say that all the time because judging a book by a scripture is seeing someone and making a judgment. I can do that. I can do that myself because I see a dude wearing a white sheet and a pointy hat. I already made my judgment. See, now that's different. Have, no, it's not. No, see, no, it's not different. It's not different. It's still the idea. I judged a book by a cover because he actually could be. Um, a good guy. He could be a um, a loving parent. He could be a hard worker. He could be a a patriot. But or I already made somebody. No, but I, but I see. I already, already made, but I'm saying, but I already made my judgment. Right. And don't change that judgment because I'm. You are showing your innards on your outside. You right. know your your ignorance on the outside. Um. Same thing with skinheads and Nazis. I grew up around assholes like that. So if I oh, see okay, a dude, okay. I see a dude with a skinhead. With a swastika on his forehead and putting his hand up in the air, I already made my judgment. So yeah, I can, I can judge a book by its cover. Now I don't judge right. everybody that way, but if you want to show me you're an asshole, you damn right, I've already made my judgment. Yes. Everybody yeah. else in the world, I give, I give people a chance. I give people because I, I enjoy conversations. I love different topics. I love different things to talk about. But like I said, we're gonna have to hold that for another show. We have to get out of here. But yeah, I, I don't agree with the don't judge book by its cover idea. Um, but that's just that's me because I have my own like same thing. I don't believe in exclusivity because not everybody can be excluded. You know, I I totally I totally agree that nobody anybody. But we can understand each other. Right. Okay. I know we can understand. Now you can ex accept the idea that okay. I see you for what you are. You're a clan dude. You're a KKK member. You that means that you are racist. You are a bigot, and you are intolerant to other people's um, feelings. I right. already I, I assess that. I have no use for you. I don't need to talk to you because I already know where your mindset is. Now I can't change your mind. You got to do that for yourself. But right. at the same time, you know, there's people in this world that that hide under that same guise without wearing that sheet, though. Those are the ones you got to watch out for. Uh-huh. You know? But, yeah, let's go and get out of here. Rob, it's good having you on. And everybody out there in Paranoia Playhouse, man, I'll tell you what. Just because you're paranoid does not mean they're not out to get you. And, like I said, we got to figure out how to find out, you know, why we hate ourselves, who taught us those things, and can we change them. And on that note, we are out of here. Go on and say goodnight to the folks. All right. We love y'all. Peace. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up?